pledge allegiance to the bag of the United Totes of Radio Free. I think I got that right. It's Radio Free Tote Bag. I'm I, Donovan. I wanted to have a good intro this week. We, have, <laughs> we haven't done a good job in such a long time, Donovan. And I'm Arthur. I thought I thought that was beautiful. That was a classic <laughs> twist on the uh, the strange vowel that we uh. you know you gotta say. When uh, when you're a kid for terrifying reasons, I stopped you saying know. it. I stopped saying it in like third grade. They used to make me stand up. They're like, "You can't sit down, Durga. You have to stand up. You don't have to say it." All right, fine. I think I I, I got into that too towards the end. Uh, but then being in Caracas in high school, every morning we had to stand for the Venezuelan national anthem. So I think I've balanced <laughs> out to kind of a neutral point between those two practices. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully nullified the American nationalism with Venezuelan nationalism leaving us uh leaving us here. And, we're, gonna to, uh, we're gonna have to talk about Venezuela at some point. Oh god. Seeing as how you are we? There. Oh shit! <laughs> Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> Donovan, would you like to introduce our guest? I thought you were doing a thing of like who's this? And then Charlotte would be like, hey, hey, it's me. Uh Okay, but I will do that. Hey, we got dear friend of the show, Charlotte Ulrich, with us. Uh, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, uh, what one might call a super fan. I've listened to every episode of y'all, and so I'm, uh, I'm oh, happy yeah, to be her here. Absolute favorite kind of person. I'll tell you something to the listener out there. If uh, you know, you can you look for certain qualities uh, in, in people, you know, that you date. You know, things like. You know, it takes me out to do nice things and like, I don't know, they're sweet and nice. But number one on everyone's list should be, has this individual listened to every episode of RFTB? And if not, <laughs> you fucking airhorn them right into the sun. Well, Charlotte, you're here. And uh, I think kind of some of the things you've had going on, uh, it's some of your, your activism is pretty relevant to uh, some of the, you know, anti-abortion garbage that's been going on. Um, Charlotte does some work with the DSA uh, in Nashville and uh, also with, is it the A Step Ahead Foundation? Yeah, the A Step Ahead Foundation of Middle Tennessee. Uh, they're, I'm just going to launch right into them because every time I bring them up, I'm like, they're the coolest group in the entire world, so everyone <laughs> needs to know. Um, they're a nonprofit here in town, um, and they're actually kind of all over Tennessee. Um, and they provide completely free IUDs and arm implants to anyone that needs it. There's no qualifications. There's no, do you have insurance? Do you not have insurance? Uh, what's your income? Nothing like that. No qualifications. If you want to get, um, a birth control arm implant or IUD, they're going to, they're going to get it for you. Um, they provide the transportation to and from the clinic for totally free. They pay for a full, like, well woman's exam, STD, and pregnancy screening, um, a consultation with the doctor to decide which birth control option is best for you, and then they pay for the insertion as well as the removal at any time if you decide that you don't like it or if it expires and you need to get a new one in, they'll pay for all of that. It's... It's just totally comprehensive, and you see so little completely comprehensive um, healthcare assistance in the world. Um, and so, finding a group like this that does that is super awesome. Hell yeah. 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 So, I volunteer with them a little bit, I donate to them, I get 
other people to donate to them. Uh, I do what I can to to help support them because they're just doing they're doing really good work. I also didn't mention they do um, after school sex ed classes uh, because one super amazing fun awesome thing about Tennessee is that we are an abstinence oh, only state. So oh, young boy. young. Uh, Young people in the state of Tennessee have had uh, no sexual education in high schools um, and so or even middle schools, any schools at all. If they're in a public school, they've received none of that. So many of them don't understand their own bodies. They don't understand their options when it comes to birth control and contraceptives. And so a step ahead is out there doing community outreach and getting into uh, after school programs to make sure that people uh, have the have the information they that's, need. That's rad as hell you to be to be uh, involved with them and the and the work they're doing because that, that's frustrating. Like especially you know you're a younger person you know you're, you're getting into sexual activity for the first time like that shit is overwhelming enough and it, it kind of difficult to like. You know, well, f- let alone what kind of birth control, like, should I be using or, like, how can I access that? Like, that question by itself is difficult. And the fact that, like, hey, you might not even have education on how that works in, like, the most basic sense or where the fuck to even get that. Like, especially if you're in a potential pregnancy situation, like, not even knowing about fucking plan B, like, let alone how, how to get it. You know, that's that, that's scary and frustrating on top of a situation that's you know already already pretty scary so that, that that's cool as hell that like you know they're providing that along with that consultation because then it's also like there's so many different options some of them the side effects are not fucking wonderful it's not like you can just be like hey here you, here's birth control you're good you know what i mean Exactly, exactly. And there's so much misinformation out there as well, especially especially in uh I mean it's probably all over the country, but I would say especially in southern states that do have a strong like evangelical presence. Um there's a lot of uh what are called pregnancy uh, yeah. crisis centers which uh, uh yeah. yeah, they oh, they masquerade as a health facility when in actuality they are a religious institution that are designed to f- coerce uh people that are in a very confusing and tough situation where they're possibly, you know, pregnant by accident, unintended, and uh, they coerce them into not having an abortion because it suits their agenda. So lots of misinformation out there um, and lots of people that are not acting in the most unbiased uh, way. And the stakes have really never been higher. Uh, just Just like you guys said with these new abortion laws on the books, I mean... At this point, it's a matter of literally, like, life and death. It's a matter of literally getting locked up in a cage and not if you end up needing to have an abortion. And it's it's not good. Yeah. It's not good, fam. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, absolutely terrifying. And again, like, that's on top of it just being a fucking terrifying situation to begin with. Like, why, why do we need to make things even, even harder for folks? I, mean, I, I hate to hear that. So again, good on you for doing that, Charlotte. If if anybody listening uh, would be interested in, in getting involved with uh, with this organization, what's kind of the best way you know to get some more information or get involved? Yeah, yeah. So so for this particular organization, a step ahead, they're located in Nashville, um, and they serve all of the six counties that touch Davidson County. Um, but then. They also they were actually founded in Memphis and served the the Shelby County and a, a, adjacent to Shelby County 
counties down there. They have a branch in Chattanooga. They have a branch in Knoxville. They're only located in Tennessee. So if you are in Tennessee, just Google them. Um, a Step Ahead Foundation, uh, middletn.org is the one um, that I work with. But if you're anywhere else in Tennessee, you can you can see what other branches are available. Try to donate. Try to volunteer. Those kinds of things. Um, but then outside of Tennessee, uh, there are other groups like this, you know, Planned Parenthood is like the, the primary group that comes to mind and they're not always the cheapest, especially if you don't have insurance, but they do, they are doing great work out there and they're, they're doing the best that they can with the, uh, the stigma associated with their work. Um, but I also would really love to plug the National Network of Abortion Funds, um, from what I've seen, they're, they're a group that are, it's kind of like an aggregator of all the, the various funds that are around the United States, um, because even even under Roe v. Wade and even under uh, abortion being technically legal in all 50 states, it's still really fucking expensive, and it's still nearly impossible to access in the South regardless. There's like one uh, facility that performs abortions Jesus. in Missouri, like... Jeez. Or Mississippi, like Texas has like three, and Texas is the size of Europe. Like, it's not. Regardless of if it's legal, is not the question. It's if you can access it, and so that's why I don't know. Hands down, free abortion, no questions, no no restrictions anytime. That's that's the only ethical way to continue. But under under our current situation. Uh, donating, if you can, to abortion funds that are uh, helping people out because they're probably going to have to take off work and they're probably going to have to pay several hundred dollars to get the procedure done is a really awesome way to get involved. Hell yeah. Y'all got my dollar. I'm donating for sure. (laughs) Rather than that specify that by his dollar he meant one Arthur Buck. (laughs) One Arthur Buck. uh, Which is Arthur's currency. (laughs) It's actually it's got his uh, face with his receding hairline oh, right great, under on the bill. Great. I was going to say it was just like a, <laughs> like a crumpled up high life can. That's one Arthur Buck. Oh god. There you go. Yeah, it's not a fiat currency. It's got a intrinsic value. <laughs> 5 cent deposit value in Missouri or wherever. There there you go. Well, well, good times. And again, folks, if you're out there, I'll put the uh, I'll put the links in the uh, on the description of this if you've got interest in uh, in getting involved here. And uh, also, just definitely do that. As we've said, even being you know actually legal, if if you can't fucking access these services, especially in like a high pressure, limited time frame that pregnancy scares are, obviously that's fucking terrifying and and, and very difficult to deal with. So supporting organizations like this make that not as heinous. And, uh, you know, any also any sort of activism to maybe make our country be less ass backwards about, yeah. uh, you know, essential fucking healthcare services. For real. For real. Do what you can. Um, but, yeah, these, these are scary times, guys. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Unfortunately so. Well, somewhat in the uh, the line of, well, hopefully not scary times, but perhaps uh, unpleasant times. Charlotte, we have to ask you our uh, our standard question for guests: uh, wh- What is kind of your worst dating experience? Do you have Do you have any kind of story there? 
Okay, so I I do have, you know, my smattering of like bad dates and stuff. This isn't my own story. It's more just I was part of it and I was adjacent to it. But it's such a good story that I can't not share it. It's it's amazing. Okay. I think that works too. Yeah, speak on it. Awesome. Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm going to change names here, um, just, you know, for anonymity and such. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna backtrack. We're going to go to 2014. It was the homecoming of my senior year. Uh, so it's like October 2014. Um, and this is my senior year at Vanderbilt. And uh, one of my really good friends who had graduated the year before came down to visit me. Can I choose her name? Can I choose, choose the name for this person? For this so person. this was a gentleman. Okay. Um, okay. Scranathan. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's impossible to remember. Scranathan. That's easy. I'll just call him Scran. Nice. Scran. Nice. Scran. All right. right, So Scran Scran. came down to visit me. He was was in a different city after he graduated, but it's homecoming, you know, getting getting everybody back together. We're having fun. Um, So we came down, and he was staying in my dorm, and the tradition with Vanderbilt, I don't know if this is – I think it's true at all colleges, but the day of a football game, you tailgate, um, but tailgating at Vanderbilt literally just means going to a frat party during the daytime. Um, So that's what we were doing. Yeah. Um, And lots of graduated students were back. A lot of our friends that were in our major were back. Um, And we were just all hanging out. We were going to the frats, doing our thing. um, And I start palling around with uh, one of the girls that had graduated and was one of our friends. Uh, what, I'll just can, can uh, Donovan, what, Donovan you, choose her? Donovan choose her name. Donovan choose her name. Donovan. I get yeah. to choose. Uh, how about Hamantha? Hamantha. Hamantha. <laughs> okay, so Ham, Ham, and I uh, start palling around. We go into one of the frats. You know, uh, get invited to the back rooms where all the brothers are hanging out, and she starts. Uh, you know, rekindling an old flame with one of her past uh, Vanderbilt lovers. Um, so Ham, Ham and her, Ham and this guy were like, okay, they're doing their thing. Um, so I go, I go out. I'm, I'm done there, and I reconnect with Scran. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm done here. Like Ham is gonna go to an off-campus house. Like she looks like she's getting hers. Can we go like chill in my dorm? So Scran and I go back to my dorm. We're hanging out. We are just like watching something, uh, and he gets a call, and it's from Ham, and she's Whoa. like hey, you need to pick me up. And she's super wasted. Um, And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, like, what's the address? What's going on? And she was like, "Uh, this guy hit me. Fuck! Jesus. (laughs) Right. So he's like, Okay, get in the fucking car. Like we're we're going. Get in. The, get. We got. We gotta. We gotta get there, and we gotta like fucking save Ham right now. Okay, so we like run out of my dorm, run to the car. We're strapped into his jeep, and like we're out of here. Go to the off-campus house. It's like right by campus, and we pull up, and there's Ham on the front porch making out with this guy. And okay. so, and so Scran's like. Ham, get in the fucking car. Like, what? what is going on? We came to get you because you were in dire straits. Like, get in the car right now. And so she gets in the car. She's still wasted. She's, like, carrying her underpants. And she was just like, he chipped my tooth. Whoa. And we were like, Jesus. wait, what? And she was like, well, 
we were having sex and I told him to hit me. (laughs) (laughs) And so so he hit her in the face. He hit her in the fucking face. And she said, no, I told you to hit me, pussy. (laughs) And he chipped her fucking tooth. Jesus. Man. And so she's got like a chip tooth. She's totally wasted. She like calls her parents and tells them the story. They're very like <laughs> progressive. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> All good. of this in the back seat of his car. And we're like driving away from this off campus frat house. And we were just like, all right, that's that's how this went. That's how uh that's that's how homecoming goes. Jesus. Yeah. And she's <laughs> she's th- married now. She's good. She's totally settled to- down. To the guy that chipped her too. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh, I I was shipping ham and tooth chipper there. Ham and tooth chipper, <laughs> nah, nah. Alas, oh, not meant what? to be. That's why you get you get into strike play when you're sober, right? You yeah, you can kind of assess talk. things. You can feel it out. You can get an idea of what the the force here. But yeah, it sounds like she 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 wanted she wanted a little more force. And uh, her body did not. Her teeth did not want that. God damn. Well, hey, friendly PSA there. If you'd like to get into some more rough kinks. Yeah, maybe maybe don't do that super drunk. Maybe do a test run on that. Uh, you know, as opposed to... I, I love that it's not even like slap. You know, fucking no. slap my ass. Or even a face is, is pretty hefty. But like literally fucking <laughs> bop me. Deck and me. then... No, you fucking bitch, that wasn't enough. Like, fucking get me. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, not, not, not exactly my story, but just being there and being part of it, that was, that was a real treat. That's, that's, that's a pretty good answer. And good on you for zooming down there to pick up uh, Ham, and good on Scran for being the driver there. For sure, yeah, no, that's uh, that's non-negotiable. If your friend calls you in any kind of dire situation, you uh, you get in the car. Fuck yeah, damn right. That's the damn tote right. bag way. That's the tote bag way. <laughs> yes, it is. Also, good on you for keeping track of Ham and Scran. I was impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Nice work. I I actually didn't think I'd be able to. I definitely thought I'd slip on their names, but. Well, 10, 10 out of 10 on that one. Let's get a round of applause going, folks. Bingo. Oh, hey, bingo. Hey, Donovan. What's up, Arthur? What do you say we get onto our comedy relationship show for jokes? <laughs> I'm down to get onto our comedy relationship show for jokes. Charlotte, you ready to answer some questions with us? I would love to. Excellent. Well, here's what we got first. Boyfriend calls my small boobs big, question mark. <laughs> so title says it all. I have small 34 Bs, right? I once pointed out that my boobs are in in fact small, I think is what she meant to say. As opposed I was to insecure. Intact, yeah. It really, you, we're going to point out that my boobs are intact. I don't know. <laughs> Back to the question. I was insecure about it. I said some childish things like, I bet you don't even like them since they're small. Or things relating to his last ex. Uh, when she had C's or D's. So obviously I would be insecure about them. I still am. The problem is, he started saying they're big. Like in certain tops, yeah, I guess they look bigger. But like he pretends they're D's. 
I know it's to make me feel better, but he doesn't have to pretend they are big. He has said in the past it's fine and he doesn't care, and he prefers them because they're hand size, but for real, what man prefers small tits? To give an example I have in my head, it's like if he had a small penis and he was insecure about it, but I kept telling him it's the biggest dick and I prefer small dicks. I guess what I really want here is to, I want to know if other men are okay with small tits? Question mark. I don't think they're attractive, to be honest. If I was a man, I wouldn't look twice at someone who doesn't have boobs or has small ones. And that was posted by Thrifter44457. Can I just jump right in and say that 34B is a perfectly reasonable and beautiful size for tits. I don't know personally, (laughs) but maybe I do, that that size (laughs) is great. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling very seen by this post. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, First of all, there are people in this world who prefer small tits. I uh, I consider myself tit size agnostic. Um, they're all great, <laughs> and I think they're all amazing. Um, so like, yeah, if he says he prefers this, like, it is weird that he says he prefers uh, uh, that size of breast, but then like plays like they're bigger. He's definitely he's. I think you she's read it right that he's trying to play up. Like, he's trying to make her feel better about it. Like, oh, yeah, they're great. They're be- they're huge. Because he thinks you think they're too small. And it sounds like maybe you do. So I, I would I would counsel this person to become more okay with her with her body and what and to, to love yeah, the skin that's she's what in, I would... you know? It kind of sounds like this is a her problem. Yes. Uh, that it's just something that at a certain point, like, I am definitely... Not 100% okay with my body every single day of my life, but it's something that I, like, think about and work on. Um, And if she's, like, preoccupied enough with the size of her boobs that she wants to, like, post on Reddit and, like, she's thinking of her boyfriend's ex as, like, this ideal woman, like, there's definitely some insecurity there that runs super deep and it's causing actual problems in her life and her relationship and that's something that she should you know, take a moment to reflect and try to address um, in a personal sense before being like, well, my boyfriend's actually wrong for doing this thing. Like, it sounds like he's just trying to overcompensate and he doesn't actually know how to support her in this situation. 100%. Definitely so on the insecurity here, especially because she's coming in, like, talking all this shit about her own body. So definitely, number one, like, you know, work on that. And get to a place where, like, you're not defaulting to to calling yourself, like, insufficient and all these things. In the case of the boyfriend, though, yeah, I I, I think his intentions are good here. Um, But I also think you got to address this directly with him. Because I think this is, like, it's a similar case when someone is overweight. And if you're telling, you know, your overweight partner, like, oh, you're so skinny, they know that's not fucking true. Mm -hmm. Like, they they, they know how they, they look. And I feel like the honesty would be better appreciated. Like, Hey, you know, I think you're hot for the way that you look not, no, you're so skinny. That's why I like you. You know what I mean? Like, don't focus the compliment on like this kind of ideal state in her mind. Uh, cause that just, it brings the issue up and it brings her attention to that. 
So I, I, I think just let them know that like complimenting you like that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Have a little talk about it. But also, you know, it, you guys are dating. He's clearly into you. He's clearly attracted to you. So just maybe point the, the compliments a little bit more towards what he likes about you and, and, and what you actually are as opposed to, you know, what's happening right now. Very insightful. Yeah, I mean, I I think that, yeah, like you said, it almost brings it up more. Like it almost, if she's self-conscious so much about her tits and he keeps like bringing them up, that almost makes it so much worse, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Like if I had a big mole on my face... And I'm having sex with my partner. They're like, oh, like, I love your moleless face. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck kind of compliment is that? Jesus. <laughs> Why uh, would you specify? Oh, man. Uh, it doesn't have any hair coming out of it at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't get caught on my teeth at all when I'm kissing your face and then we have to pry it loose from my braces with a crowbar. That never <laughs> happens ever, and I love how much that never happens. <laughs> I want to. I want. I want to share uh, two things about um, about small boobs. I uh, I once heard someone say anything more than a handful is a waste. I think that's that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to say. Also, uh, I had a friend who once said that he prefers small bo- or uh, yeah, he prefers small tits because uh, he likes them built for speed. Is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> very aerodynamic yes exactly nah man it's it, it's all good but again don't be out here like asking you know if other people are okay with this like this is you this guy's with you you know just get, get to a point where where you like yourself the way you are I think that's the, the best you can do that's right but regardless I, I think you're going to be alright have this conversation things are things are going to work out I like it I like it too, and uh, I also like what we got coming next. Arthur, what is it we got coming next? I'm gonna edit Perfect. that out. I'm gonna edit that out. But liar, don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't. What's coming up next is this. Is it weird for a coworker, 28M, to take time off to keep my 28M girlfriend, 26F, company? So my girlfriend has a coworker. Let's call him Tim. Wait, no. Let's call him Scranathan. She hated her job until Scranathan came along. They work together and get along great, and it turned her Let's see. And it turned her boring, lonely job into something she enjoys. So far I've been very thank- thankful that she has a friend at work and comes home happy and tells me about her day rather than complaining about her job. I have also gotten along great with Scranathan. I also trust my girlfriend 100%. She would never cheat, and I know she loves me completely. However, she is definitely one of those girls who has no idea how attractive she is and that a lot of guys who th- that she thinks are just being friendly to her are actually hitting on her. The other day, the DMV screwed something up with the ownership of my girlfriend's mom's car and charged her a bunch of money. This morning, she went to the DMV to get it sorted out. Apparently, Tim took some time off work to keep her company while she waited. Oh, I fucked it up. Scranathan (laughs) took some time off work. (laughs) I'm a little concerned about his motives. He has talked about ending his long-term relationship with his girlfriend recently and spends a lot of time with my girlfriend. 
This doesn't bother me, as it's lunch breaks or after work, typical times to hang with friends. But taking time off to be with her seems like a red flag to me. She doesn't think it's weird, and I haven't told her how weird I find it yet. Now, some reasons we might see this differently. They both work at a very high-paying... Let's see. They both work a very high-paying salary tech position with a lot of flexibility. Apparently, taking time off isn't a big deal at this company. However, I work an hourly mental health job that requires punctuality and integrity down to the minute. So the idea of taking time off I don't need is, I will admit, an alien concept for me. I'm also just not a trusting person, which has caused problems in the past and is the main reason I haven't expressed my concerns to my girlfriend yet. So is this weird? A red flag? Or am I reading too much into it? Girlfriend's coworker took time off to wait with her at the DMV. I think that's weird. That was posted by Throwaway. Is it weird? Alright, Throwaway, is it weird? We were talking about this a little bit before we started the episode. Charlotte, did you say you, you've you've had a similar situation to this? I'm literally the girlfriend. <laughs> I don't think that I actually am. Um, No, yeah. uh, So not my most recent job and not the job before that. But two jobs ago, (laughs) I worked at a job where, yeah, I didn't have a ton of friends. And uh, the work itself, I was doing um, prisoner reentry. So the the work itself was kind of draining. And the executive director was, like, really intense. And so I... Uh, was kind of kind of depressed there and then a guy moved in to my office with me and we just had a fucking ball like he was my work husband I showed up we just like had the most fun we would sneak away and get coffee together like we had the best time together like sitting there like reading the news together and shooting the shit and constantly making jokes and yeah no full fully my work husband and he literally accompanied me to the DMV one time. Like I have done this exact thing. I I have got I got my uh, car. I had to get my car registered, and we were getting lunch together. And I was like, "Yo, can we stop at the DMV first? And there we went. And because it's Tennessee, the the DMV assumed that he was he was my actual husband and that he would be paying for me. But I was like, "No, this is this is my car. I'll be paying today." Um, but yeah, no, he. I at the time I was I still am and was in a serious relationship and he's literally married so to me this doesn't strike me at all as a red flag honestly like especially working in tech like in my current job where I'm working in tech and I like have total flexibility it's not like he took a vacation day like it sounds like he just flexed his morning by two hours that's totally normal I I do that all the time with my coworkers. Go and grab coffee, grab lunch, take whatever time we need. It's, it sounds like the boyfriend writing this post is in a very different environment and doesn't understand exactly how casual it is. Um, so for me, this isn't raising any red flags. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same with kind of a, a, a similar job situation to that. I could definitely see it play out where you're like, oh, shit, you know, coworkers going to the DMV. I'll go along because then you get a little time off work. And if, you know, if you got a good environment, you could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going with coworker to the DMV. Like, they're going to be cool about that. It's not going to be a big thing. You're not going to have to, like, fill out a fucking time off form. And so that's what this sounds like, too. Um, and, yeah, his his situation seems very different. I, I think that's part of it. Um, 
I, I also sense a little bit of insecurity. You know, I know he's talking about it. He, he trusts her and, and all these things. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I can feel that getting a little bit jealous about, you know, your, your SO spending time one-on-one with another guy. Uh, but at the same time, like, again, I think this is this is certainly less sketchy than, like, and I don't even think this is sketchy, but, like, them hanging out outside of work. It's the fucking DMV, you know? They didn't go ride on, like, the romantic swan boat ride. They went and talked <laughs> to fucking Edna behind the desk and got her license replaced or whatever. Like, there's nothing there's nothing romantic about this shit. And I don't know. I'd fucking appreciate it if somebody came with me. The DMV is boring as fuck. Yeah. This just seems pretty pretty minimal. You know, if this I... was... <clears throat> One one last thing. Go if ahead, this was getting to a point where like this guy is just there all the fucking time and it's recurrent and they're texting all the fucking time and like she's starting to kind of drift away from you on account of that, like until some sort of actual clear red flag comes up here, you just gotta fucking trust your partner, you know. <laughs> and at whatever point you can't, you know, then then you can end things or, or whatever you gotta do. But in the meantime, this is fucking innocuous. Just just keep the trust there. Don't get don't get wigged out over over a fucking DMV trip. While I fully agree with everything that has been said so far, that it seems rather innocuous. If I may give uh, the wage slave perspective, uh, <laughs> take it, man. Leaving work to go to a different place, like you're off site during work hours when you're expected to be there. That seems like a big fucking deal. Uh, so I, I get, I get his perspective here. Uh, the entire comment section though, I think is overreacting. Everyone's saying it's weird and a red flag. Your GF doesn't see it, but this dude is starting to emotionally cheat on his GF with your GF, which that fucker didn't read the question because he got out of that. The, uh, Scranathan broke up with his girlfriend. And so, uh, there is no GF for him to emotionally cheat on, uh, which makes me feel like maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he, you know, he's looking to move in on your action because he doesn't have a lady now. Yeah, I really, I really hate that. I hate that a lot. I think that men and women can absolutely have, you know, platonic relationships. Uh, And if he's not getting any red red flags from his actual girlfriend's behavior, just like Donovan said, like if she's not, you know, up late texting this guy secretly, meeting him places, like just let her have her like friend at work, man, dude. Like yeah. everybody needs their respite at work, like their 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 thing that makes it worth being there. And sometimes that thing is the the person that you get to shoot the shit with and drink coffee mm-hmm. sometimes. And yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying about the different perspective from a different working environment. Um, but from the way they're describing it, it sounds fine. And also those comments really take out her like actual autonomy and her thinking brain, like if she really did think that this dude was making a move on him, like you have to trust that your girlfriend would be able to shoot shoot that down and say like, "No, I'm committed to my boyfriend," and like we're coworkers. What the fuck? Like exactly. I I think that exactly. those comments just like, oh, she has no idea what she's doing. Like, come on, dude. Like she's 26 years old. Like she 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 didn't grow up under a rock, probably. Yeah, she's not fucking Little Red Riding Hood wandering yeah. down to the DMV where she's snatched up by, like, this next guy. Like, that's not <laughs> yeah. how that shit fucking works, you know? Uh, probably did, one of the, one the, the worst one of the worst Reddit usernames I've yet encountered. Belgian twat waffles. Ugh. Uh, 
quotes, apparently Tim took some time off work to keep her company while she waited. He then says, yeah, this is a big note for me. Your girlfriend can't sit in the DMV by herself? If she asked him to do this, that's a problem. If he did it on his own, it's still a problem. Fuck yeah, how that. Fucking, how dare you fucking desecrate the sanctity of sitting in the stupid DMV waiting room <laughs> alone for a yeah. fucking indeterminate amount of time. How dare you, sir? Yeah, that's fucking stupid. I hate that, that person a lot. Sucks. Sometimes going yeah, and doing errands with friends is like really fun. Yeah. Like, just it, it let is. them be friends. What the fuck? Yeah, I can see where his insecurity. Yeah, I can see where his insecurity comes from, but he must recognize that it is simply insecurity, and that's something that he has to work on in himself. Yeah. That being said, keep maybe I don't know. Don't don't obsess over it. Don't freak out. You know, trust your partner. But like, if other things start coming up, you know, maybe you can maybe you can assemble a case. Take it to the take it to the DA and see if they'll indict. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For for now for now let it go though. Because if yeah. you double down searching into this too, that's what's going to cause problems. You're going to push her not, away. Not these two fucking chilling. Exactly. You're going to so. push her away, and Scranathan's right there. So <laughs> he is. He is Scranathan, and you know maybe they'll have a uh, a uh, what do you fucking call it like a. Uh, uh, polyamorous relationship with Edna from the DMV county. <laughs> you're not going to be invited to that triangle. Yeah, you're so. going to be in a... Th- she's going to be in a thruple with Edna and Scranathan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There we go. There we go. Uh, well, good times on our first couple Reddit questions. Um, but now we got a little question box action, folks. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. It's the question box. And hey, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you with short memories, this is the part of the show where we read your listener questions. You can submit your questions at the link in our Instagram bio. You can submit your questions at the link at the bottom of our website, radiofreetotebag.podient.co. You don't have to make an account. It's completely anonymous. You just click it, type your question into the text box, press submit, and we'll read it on the show. Sick. Sick indeed. And uh, uh, this week, are the questions, it's it's a little unclear. We got five. We got a handful here. And uh, I don't know. Our policy is read everything. So here, here's what we've got. First off, am I a dude? Is he a dude? He's a dude. Is she a dude? She's a dude. Are we all dudes? Hey. <laughs> I'm going to put... I know that's from a song. I'm going to track it down, and we'll play it under you reading that. Good Burger. Yeah, it is Good Burger, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, fucking, uh, fucking Cal and Good Burger. He's singing that behind the, uh, behind the old burger counter. Also, whatever, is fucking Cal Mitchell still alive? I know Keenan does, like, SNL, whatever happened Kel to Cal Mitchell. Cal Mitchell, years active, 1994 to present. He has three children. Uh, September 23rd, 2015, Mitchell appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in a skit featuring his iconic role as Ed from Good Burger. 
Mitchell was also reunited with his former Keenan and Kel co-star, Keenan Thompson, who reprised his role as Lester Oaks, construction worker. They later competed against one another in an episode of the revived Nickelodeon game show Double Dare that aired on November 2018. They're also teaming as executive producers for the 11th season of All That, set to premiere in mid-2019. There, there we go. That's so many being more things. He was, he was always my favorite dude in that show. He's just, he's become one of those guys that's just working, just like, you know, getting a writing credit here and there, you know, probably just yeah, living I a great feel, life. I feel that. He's got he's his kidderoos. It's great. All right. Well, good good times for old Cal out there. Well, uh, all right. What, what do we got after this one? Oh, man, this is great. Fuck spirit animals. That's appropriation. What's your persona? Donna. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the hot seat. Oh, man. What is your fursona? Also, I feel like with the fursonas, you got you got to go fucking crazy on these because they make the costumes. And if you're a fucking dog, every other furry is a dog. You know what right. I mean? You or gotta a have wolf. Something crazy. Yeah, or a fox. Yeah. You got to have something crazy out there. I'm going to shout out to the last episode where I talked about my dream where I could pull my jacket open and, and glide around. I'd Tight. be a furry, furry sugar glider. And then like, in the wings that pull out, like there's some cool fucking like bedazzled patterns or something in there. I haven't oh, seen any furries doing that. I think that'd be rad. That's bad as hell, dude. That is. That's good. Hell yeah, Charlotte. What's your what's your persona? Okay, so the first thing that came to mind, uh, the Norwegian forest cat. Yes, a majestic yes! and gigantic <laughs> cat that lives, I guess, in Norway, and that's what I want to be. <laughs> Uh, just in real life, not just my fursona, I would much prefer to live my life as that creature because they are beautiful and they look like little goddesses. Uh, they're super fuzzy. They get to live in the snow, uh, so which frothy. is my ideal situation. Um, I'm also very Norwegian, so like it kind of goes together. Uh, I'd be a crazy color, though. I'd be like wacky, like like pastels with a bunch of like sequins and shit. I would I would really glam it up, but I that would be that would be the that would be the creature. That's tight as hell. There we go. Yeah, I like I like the glam the glam forest cat. Arthur, fursona. Uh for that answer I take you to uh the wiki fur page. God <laughs> Oh boy. On I I do not know how to pronounce this word. Cetaceans? C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N. Uh, it's the name given to all aquatic mammals and generally includes oh. whales, orcas, and dolphins. Noted for their high intelligence, most cetaceans are chosen as fursonas by furries looking for an, an aquatic-themed fursona. Uh, so I would be a ceta fur of some kind, perhaps an orca, maybe a sperm whale. That would be kind of cool. That's that's kind of on the nose, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Call myself a does jizz whale. Does that count as? Oh Jesus! Does that count as a furry? That's more like a like a slimy. I don't know what the texture of a whale <laughs> uh, is. Actually. Yeah, I was I was picturing thinking. like soggy leather. No, yeah. they're slick, aerodynamic. Well, slick. Yeah. I'm a slicky. Yeah, you're slick Sona. Forget forget I said that word. I didn't I didn't like that word. I'm gonna pretend. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it very clearly into this microphone so that everyone can get this drop. 
jizz whale. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Arthur the slicky jizz whale. <laughs> Perfect. Great question, listener. Thank oh you. man, Thank I got my, I got so my new much. fucking PSN name finally. <laughs> yeah. Fucking slicky jizz go. whale. That's amazing. It is now slicky jizz whale. Thank you, you know, listener. I'm, Thank you so much. You know I'm gonna have to bleep that so that people can't actually get my fucking PSN name. Yep. Oh, uh, that's true. That's Coming true. after you. <laughs> What's next right. in the Q box? What's going on in here? What else is what uh, else is popping? All right, this one is uh not a question, but I love you guys so much. Oh. Uh, oh. I know this wasn't directed oh. at me because I'm a guest, but you know I love you too. Yeah, you can you can take some of that love. I, th- I, I, I think that goes to everybody behind the mics right now. And you know what, listener? We love you, too. And, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for throwing that in there. It made me happy. Uh, we got another one here. Um, give some advice to your coworker with the crazy-ass ex. And I could not remember what the fuck this was referring to, but it just occurred to me that I did mention on the last episode that I work with somebody whose ex-boyfriend has been trashing her car. Yes, Ugh. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Update on that. He put sugar in her fucking gas tank. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, she's got to get a whole fucking engine rebuilt. It's a Holy whole, it's a whole shit. thing. It's like a whole bunch of money. And uh, hopefully she'll be able to, to sue him for that. But uh, since he is also, uh, there's this whole fucking thing. Where he is so sadness factory is a is a chain of of gas stations uh throughout the midwest he's a ma- he's also a manager at a different sadness factory um so I don't know if he'll be able to actually uh pay for this but um yeah, here's some advice for you uh fuck off into the sun for fucking real dude that is so financially debilitating yeah it's just all it's fucking scary like you you i don't know you wake up you gotta get into your car to go to work which you're not fucking feeling and then it doesn't start because this person who is shitty to you decided to like literally destroy your car that's fucking evil man it's that's fucking evil especially as like a manager at the company that she works at like that's insane that's that's not just like straight up insane and like huge property damage that's super abusive and it like genuinely sounds like he's teetering on the verge of even more terrible shit yeah. i would feel so unsafe that's fucked yeah same it's, it's super fucked up uh i wish her all the best and i wish him all the worst um some uh there's actually there uh in our in our manual in our rule book about uh employee conduct uh, I believe this constitutes harassment of a coworker. So there's, definitely, definitely, there's um, there's proceedings coming against him. Hopefully, in the coming days, hopefully, he ends up in jail and loses his job. That that would be nice. Well, fucking a. I hope that I hope that works out for you, person out there. Um, on a slightly lighter note, this one's directed at Charlotte. I'm afraid I love my friend Charlotte too hard. It's totally non-sexual. I'm a Kinsey Six gay, but I just love Charlotte so much. This is unhealthy for me to love a perfect person so much. (laughs) 
I love you too. I think I know who this is and I love you very much. Uh, I also feel unstable by the level of love between us. It's uh, <laughs> it's ready to uh, explode into a supernova of friendship love and uh, you're the best. Oh. Hell yeah. Well, good. An, an unusual question box, but a heartfelt question box. And so thank you to all you folks who threw things in there. And uh, hit us again next week. As we always say, this is our favorite part of the show. Fuck yeah. You know what other part of the show I like? What's that? The part where we read Reddit questions, and I'm going to do one right now. I'm going to read one real quick. I'm just going to read this one now. Perfect transition. Perfect. (laughs) BF26M has been looking at Instagram models slash gone wild slash other NSFW content. And it's making me, 24F, extremely insecure. Before anything else, I would just like to say that I know porn is normal. Fapping to other people is normal. Getting aroused by NSFW stuff is normal. I 100% get it. I was many of my boyfriend's firsts. He was extremely conservative when we first met. He's become a lot more sexual in the four years we've been together. He openly browses these pages with me around. And I don't stop him. I've been on birth control due to several pregnancy scares, and my sex drive has taken a major hit in the past year. Sex isn't as sexy, mostly due to the lack of my enthusiasm. I have stopped since then, and my drive is improving. Slowly, little by little. However, I've also put on weight, and started breaking out after going off as well. Today, he was looking at a blowjob gift, blowjob gif longingly and accidentally said he wished I could suck him off like that immediately my ego took a hit I already felt fat and ugly I thought at least I could satisfy him in bed but no he says I often look bored when I give him head but the truth is I love it and I love doing this for him I get on my knees without asking and never deny a request I told him my sex drive hasn't been the same and I apologized. I started crying too. I told him I want to do better. He got startled by how emotional I got and told me he shouldn't have given me any quote unquote feedback if he knew I'd react this way. I started to think back. Yeah. Yeah. I started to think back on how I don't enforce any control on whatever he browses. I feel so lousy compared to whatever he's watching slash liking. His Instagram is mostly models. I've asked him why he follows so many, and he tells me that they're just nice to look at. He points out that he follows puppies, cats, and other non-sexy things too. (laughs) We were fresh off a petty argument today, and he went to sleep. I was looking through his Reddit comment history and saw him comment on some R Gone Wild posts. Can I fucking just go ahead and open that another tab real quick? I feel like I'm going crazy. I hate that I'm snooping. I hate that I'm sensitive. And I hate that I want him to stop. I haven't felt this insecure in a long time. When we're together, he tells me I'm pretty, that he likes the extra weight, and he's fine with our sex. But all these things are ringing nonstop at the back of my head. All these models slash amateurs he likes are also different from me. He'll say that they're just models, but I'm real and that he loves me. But I just can't buy it. I'm really scared and too emotional about this. I don't want this to ruin the relationship, but I'm drowning in how lousy I feel. 
What should I do next? I'm so lost and dazed. TLDR, BF has been looking at IG models slash gone wild slash other NSFW stuff. I feel incredibly unattractive and lousy in comparison. He accidentally let it slip that he wishes I could be like them. Feeling like absolute crap now. What do I do? And that was posted by Pork Belly with, <clears throat> with uh, capital I's instead of the L's. That was a mess. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this, this, this makes me sad yeah. to, to be reading through this. There's there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I want to start with one like small aspect of her post, and then we should get into the much larger, worse stuff that's going on here. Um, so the first thing I wanted to address was just how she's been talking about birth control. Um, and just like, oh, yeah, I mean, I've been on it for however long and my sex drive has totally plummeted and now I'm breaking out and I'm gaining weight and like these symptoms or side effects, like they're normal and they happen, but you also don't have to feel totally locked into them. I think a lot of people, um, including myself, you kind of get on birth control as a teenager and you're just like, all right, this is what everybody does. Everybody is on birth control and that's how it is. And you, you just deal with whatever happens. But there are a lot of options out there that aren't hormonal, that won't tank your sex drive, that are just as reliable. IUDs, uh, there are hormonal IUDs that have a low level of hormone that, like, is localized, so it's very different. Like, if you're not satisfied with the birth control that you're taking, like, you ha- you have to talk to your doctor and see what else is out there because you you shouldn't have to live in a way that you feel like your relationship is suffering or you're suffering or your body image is suffering. Like that's not, that's not an acceptable way to live because of a medication that you're taking. Totally. Yeah. This is, this is part of what I was talking about too, with, you know, even if you have some sexual education, if it's just, Hey, you know, there's birth control and then you, okay, you grab it and that that's it. Like that's what you do. It, it, it's insufficient, and it also speaks to the lack of fucking healthcare access that that we have here. In that, you know, people people don't even realize that that's that's like a thing. That's where this is coming from. Like you're saying, which, which is really frustrating, and is why it's important for people to have access to that information and access to physicians who can help with that. Because this shit really fucks with people. I, I've mentioned before, like I dealt with this firsthand uh, with you know a girl I dated for a while who had like super strong emotional side effects from this medication. And like, we didn't put that together for so fucking long that that's where it was coming from. And it was like, it was rough. It was causing all this just mood swings and distress and clearly like very fucking unpleasant for her. But again, like if you don't know that that's something that comes from birth control and you don't like have access to a physician that you can talk about these things with, then you're just fucking stuck. And oftentimes you just you just stick with it because, like you said, Charlie, like that's just what you do. You think you're being responsible, but you're getting fucked over. It's it, it's frustrating. It really sucks. Yeah, I think that. Uh, so, didn't she like go off of her medication? That's why she's like because like the hormone changes. She's like breaking out and she's gaining weight and all this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened to me. Uh, I switched to a non-hormonal IUD, and oh my god, it literally was like I was a teenager with just like horrible breakouts. Like that happens. That's normal. It does go away uh, for most people. But also, like again, I feel like she's not. It it also includes like so much of what she's 
putting on herself. Um, this whole this whole relationship, I feel like she's really burying the lead here with just like, mm-hmm. yeah, my boyfriend just told me like. I didn't realize you'd react this way, so I won't bring it up again. Like that sucks, my guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not exactly feedback. Yeah. Especially, especially, this is so bizarre that it sounds like the boyfriend's just sitting around looking at fucking gone wild and porn sites and shit while she is around. Like you just, you yeah, she's fucking reading or something, and he's chilling on the couch looking at porn. That's yeah. fucking weird. Stop and I don't and know. Por- we've, Scoping porno is like a solo time activity, you know? Yeah, and, and we've talked about this before. You're okay to have your own limits with porn in your relationship. Like, that's something you can discuss. I don't think that there is, like, a moral, you know, level at any place that, like, you have to be permissive or adhering to. Um, but I, I, I definitely say that our, our usual thing with jealousy on porn would be like, hey, like this is a separate thing for most people. This is like a thing that they do alone. It's very different from sex. But again, the fact that he is just out there doing this in front of you and then fucking commenting like, oh, well, I wish you could fucking suck my dick like that. That's that you're actively like bringing it into kind of your sexual relationship in a mm-hmm. way that's really going to drive up some insecurities. And that's just really fucking thoughtless. Like. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he said the loud. He said the quiet part loud. Yes. For sure. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, it just sounds like they have. They might just have some serious incompatibility. Like, I don't know. It just kind of sounds like she's not really into it anymore, and like he's just kind of a douchebag. Like, I don't know. There's not enough here to really make an assessment about their relationship, but like they're young. They've been together forever. He doesn't seem to really like be at least like empathetic towards her. I don't know. Right. It just, it doesn't sound great to me, fam. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then he's you know using what? porn, which again is produced and it is, it's meant to like be this super fucking ideal exaggerated thing. And he's using that for his point of comparison with like a real ass relationship. And that's not how that shit works. That's not what you should be fucking like comparing, comparing your, your partner to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I'm feeling you there, Charlotte, that this, this seems pretty incompatible and burnt out. But if you, if you want to salvage this, you got to have a big fucking talk about this and sit him down and tell him why this makes you feel uncomfortable. Talk about your insecurities and all this, which is something that you really should be talking about with your SO here. Like that is, it's very important to the relationship. Uh, but then it, it might also be too far gone. And if you're just feeling burnt out on this, you also don't have to do that. You also can just leave this one. There they were. Did you hear it? <gasps> yeah. It's been too long. <laughs> It has. We have. We haven't been giving that that particular advice uh, much lately. But like, just bounce. I think you could bounce on this because uh, he's you know just lounging around with with the casual porno watching. I don't know, man. It's that so seems... weird. It's so disrespectful. Yeah, it's it's pretty far far gone. And he's a porn commenter for fuck's sake. <laughs> he's one of those uh, guys. Yeah. How much do you how much do you want to bet he's sliding into these models' DMs? It's possible. I would be zero percent surprised. He could be a reply guy for sure. Seriously. <laughs> but it's Instagram. It's it, it like he's just it's just porn all the fucking time, or you know other women all the fucking time. The Instagram. 
chilling on Gone Wild. That's that, that crosses over from like okay, porn is kind of a normal thing for a lot of folks into like this is weirdly omni fucking present for this dude. Yeah. So I, I, you know, all things equal, some of this isn't the biggest deal, but in this situation and with it being a constant point of comparison for a relationship where it seems like you're both feeling pretty insecure. I I think this is a tangled mess and, and without any more information than that, I I would be leaning towards just, just getting out of this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Straight up. Man, Gone Wild's pretty tame. Be real. Oh, I forgot you opened it. (laughs) Super reading. Yeah. (laughs) It's tame as shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what we got time for? What's that? One more. Oh, hell yeah. I hadn't. I got a little. I got a little lost in the podcast sauce. I lost track of time there. So I'm glad to know we got. We got time for one more. Hit it, Dono. Woo! Do (laughs) you you keep your clothes on during sex? See, I was trying to do woo. Do you? Okay, sure. Musicality or fucking something. This probably sounds really stupid. LOL. Still a sex newbie. When I read through posts on here, it seems like a lot of people are fully naked for sex. In threads about lingerie, sounds like most people want to take the lingerie off at some point. Is being naked for sex that common? (laughs) My partner and I tend to keep our clothes on and move them out of the way for easier access. You ever wear clothes for sex? What makes full nudity appealing for you? What? (laughs) (laughs) And that was posted by Stuart Little Sexy Picks. This a troll. I smell a troll. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I think that we need to remind Stuart that we we have a bright future ahead that I think that he's really going to love in which uh, a man and a woman can only make love under a sheet that is embroidered with the Lord's prayer on it. (laughs) And there's just a hole for penetration and then just straight soaking the whole time. And that's that's what we all have to look forward to in our new theocracy under Christian evangelicism. And uh, we're going to have a hell of a time and he's going to love it. I'm cooling down. That's pretty hot. (laughs) It's pretty hot. Uh, (laughs) Damn, girl, you look like a... Like a square of fabric with Jesus' lovely face right there. There's a line in the middle of the Lord's Prayer that says, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and the hole in the sheet (laughs) with the embroidery is in the middle of the O in who. No! (laughs) Okay, taking, taking this question... Uh, for real though. Yeah, okay, move them out of the way for easier access. What easier access <laughs> is there than just taking the clothes off? That's and, the easiest access. And how are you supposed to do it with more difficult access? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've had sex with clothes on. It's usually like you're in a situation, you're, you're not at home in your bed. You're just trying to, you know, you're just trying to, to right. do one real quick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, like maybe don't get completely nude for that. You're in a car or something. But is being naked for sex that common? I, I'm pretty fucking sure. I think that's how yeah. it's been most of the time I've had sex, you know? 
lingerie some people are into it, that's cool too it's all fucking personal preference but it, it being naked is definitely the norm right it right. is yeah I, I i would go ahead and say that that's normal we've we've all had a little fun with you know clothes on clothes off but uh I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily wrong for him to only have sex with his clothes on. I would just encourage him to uh, branch out and try try all the options available. Try different clothes. Try yeah. each other's clothes. Yeah. Ooh, now you're speaking my <laughs> language. Fun. Now you're in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, love sometimes... too that the, the, the comments here are fucking deadly serious. Hi, sexy pet says... His sexy pet, oh boy, says... I never wear clothes for sex. Neither does he. We both prefer to be totally naked. Sometimes I'll start in lingerie, but it always comes off. Love looking sexy for him. I love the feeling of full skin-on-skin contact. Hate it. Hate skin-on-skin. No, I hate the feeling of another being's flesh pressing his brain. Hate it. Can't stand it. Give me the sheet, ASAP. Hate the dopamine rush you get from that. It's the worst. Pass me my boner veil post haste. <laughs> boner veil. That oh, rules. Man. See, I like it sometimes uh, if my partner is wearing a dress or a skirt. Sometimes I like them to leave that dress or skirt on. Yeah. Because it's like, because yeah. it's like, uh, in that way, in that kind of what, like, like why else would skirts and dresses exist? It's like it's like a weird sexist thing, right? That like, yeah, you know, uh, women uh, in some situations are expected to wear uh, clothing where access to their genitals is easier. That seems weird, right? <laughs> it's just like a weird thing we that we all just do. Or... Yeah, exactly. Is that just the thing? That like, yeah, you just uh, fucking. Uh, oh, yep, there it is. You know, like, isn't that weird? I mean, I will say I have worn a dress, uh, dresses and skirts for Halloween several times, and the breeziness and sense of freedom that you feel is pretty wonderful. So I, I can't worn, see the appeal there. Sure. I've worn a kilt before. Yeah, I know what that's like. But it is, uh, that is, that is kind of, it is interesting. And, and granted, the society we're living in, I, I would not be the most surprised if that was at least part of the origin. Yeah. Isn't that where that comes from? It's unclear. Fucking weird, dude. <laughs> fucking, fucking weird indeed. Ooh, scrolling <sighs> down into the comments, uh, he responds to somebody just saying, uh, uh, so glad someone agrees. I really like fashion, so maybe that's something to do with it, haha. I love the visual appeal of keeping it all on but lifting my skirt, unbuttoning his shirt, etc., that's kind of hot. So first of all, this is written from the perspective of a woman, which I didn't actually get at all from the comment or from the original post. But uh, yeah. yeah, she just she likes clothes. I feel that that's that's a kink. That's not a particularly uncommon kink either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel it. I think that's hot. I think it's a little inconvenient to be doing that all the time. But if you're really into that, fucking go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She should try tie bondage, like uh, have okay. have her have her man tie her up with with his necktie. That might that might uh, do. It for her. Yeah, get some other clothes yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. <laughs> try different clothes. Do some like role play situation. <laughs> A little like nun habit. 
Yeah, sure. Have them tie sure. you up with a pair of have them tie you up with a pair of later hose. <laughs> there we go. Ah, uh, that rules. Yeah, get a get a uh, get an accordion and some steins. <laughs> now I'm just sure. developing in my mind this whole German beer hall fetish, which is just getting pretty weird. The more that I think about it, developing I dig it. a new kink. I dig it. <laughs> That's that's deep in my uh, in my genetics. Somewhere deep in there is a Lederhosen thing. Somewhere deep in Arthur's genetics, he wants to put his cock in a stein. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the lid's for. Uh, like I was talking about in the last episode. Oh, man. It's a modesty thing for the beer stein. I'm go. really looking forward to putting that in the musical compilation that I'm going to do <laughs> <Yes>. eventually <laughs> of our episode, of our show. There we go. Oh, that's good. Go. Okay. All right. I think it's about time I let everybody know that our intro song. Oh, can song I do it? Can I do it? Oh, <gasps> yes. I can do it. Yes, please. Please do. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks, listeners, for being here with us. Uh, the The intro song this evening is "Hanging On" by the band Nowhere. And your outro song is Stephanie by oh. the Hey Fellows, which is three words, the Hey Fellows. And you can find their music on Instagram, and you can find Noah's music <laughs> on noahmusic.bandcamp.com. Oh, shit. You, had, you got the fucking I got it. too. Yeah, I heard, I heard Arthur's, like objection in there i was like no bitch <laughs> i know where you can find their music <laughs> well good sure. good fucking yeah. times good super fan outro and charlotte thanks for thanks for coming on it's been good having you thank you yeah. thanks for having me yeah do, do you want to do one last plug uh for the foundations uh you were talking about totally um so uh, the the Tennessee org that's giving out uh, IUDs and and arm birth control implants uh, that's going to be a step ahead foundation. Um, they've got uh, Middle Tennessee or Memphis or East Tennessee, so whatever region you're in that you're interested in, you can find it online. Uh, the uh, the abortion network that's providing funds for people so that they uh, can can get abortions is the National Network of Abortion Funds. That's going to be a great place to to chip in some money if you can. Um, and uh, my personal plug, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, <laughs> my handle is <laughs> at the t h e dot shark c-h-a-r-k uh sometimes i post political <laughs> stuff and sometimes i just post selfies with the cat so follow me there you go high quality content it's good content fucking guys. excellent what are you gonna do it's it's good content <laughs> well um do you want to do you want to uh give the sign off too do you want to do that uh no, it's your sign off. That's that's trademarked. Okay. I can't I can't do okay. that. You can leave it. You get your lawyers all over me. <clears throat> oh yeah, my my fucking expansive legal team. Yeah, the, the team. He pays yeah. him an Arthur bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I just want to say that it's been great having everybody with us, and thank thanks again, Charlotte, for coming on the show. This was excellent. It's great having you. 
Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I just, I treasure this time that we all get to share together. And uh, I love you. Thanks. Bye. That's the show. That's the show, folks. We've done it.